so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. You've got Picture it, Los Angeles, 2018. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. And we just watched Season 7, Episode 5, Where's Charlie?, which aired on October 19th, 1991, and is the one where Blanche dates a baseball player, and Sophia does, I think, probably the meanest thing she's ever done on the history of this show. Ever. But also, it's where, like, Rose, Miles gives Rose a ring, which is, uh, we need to talk about this ring, a friendship ring? How old are they? it's something in between, which is lame. It's like... No, when you reach the mm. age of, like, 60-something, you you can't go in between. It's either this or that. There's nothing else in between. Yeah, you're either just giving her a nice piece of jewelry. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Exactly. I hate him. I I hate Miles too. I I think you've gotten to me. I think yeah. I was on the Miles, Miles train bullshit. for a long time, and now I mean they're cute together, but like Miles is a person. Bullshit. Miles re or Rose's reaction to Miles, adorable. Yeah. Miles singular bullshit. Yeah. Yes. Miles makes Rose look better. Yes. Always. Yes, always. Always. And I think in a weird way, maybe this is why he's such a good character or why he maybe would be a good character is that he does bring out a vulnerability in Rose that mm-hmm. oftentimes can be missed in a character that's supposed to be slapsticky and sort of like dumb naive and, and dumb, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. Um, this episode starts, Dorothy spends All 90% of, percent of this episode sitting at the kitchen table yeah. writing a letter, which... I like to think that, like, when she was pretending to write and think, she was, like, really writing a letter telling the network that she isn't going to return for an eighth season. Like, she was like, you, dear no, Susan. No money that you can give me, Will. <laughs> I appreciate the role that you wrote for me. However, maybe you could do a spinoff. <laughs> That's what I like to imagine that she was doing. Picture but, it. A hotel. Yeah. Miami. <laughs> One of the Cheech and Chong guys. It could be fun. Maybe Don Cheadle. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So Dorothy is in this interesting runner uh, throughout the episode. She's it's not interesting. It's she's writing a letter to Pops, uh, just sort of getting out all the things that she wished she had said to him. Well, she did. We did just have an episode where she was talking about the family ancestry that she was recording into no, a microphone. I feel like there was another. Maybe I've just seen every episode so many times that it's maybe. all blended together. But I feel like there was another time she wrote a letter. Fans, let us know. Yeah. I mean. I think she did. Maybe. I forget, though. Maybe. Um, I, she- every time we do this. Alaska texts me like three days later and answers the question that I have. Mm-hmm. So I cannot wait for your text, Alaska. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, Blanche comes in. She is coaching. Don't know what that means. She's coaching a professional baseball player named Stevie. It's more like she's like a life coach for Stevie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My old roommate was a life coach. Crazy. It's interesting that they, I think she calls him a professional baseball player but he's in the minor leagues, it seems. Right. And he seems a little old for baseball. He does seem a little old for baseball. I mean, no offense. Although I think baseball players, I think, typically play longer than like football players. But he looked like late 40s. Early, yeah. 
at if least. that. Yeah, he's. I'd say at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say, and this is this is this. But let's not be ageist. No, I'm not ageist <laughs> at all. I would, you know, I was thinking during the episode, <laughs> like I've slept with men like him, his age. I think he's very attractive. In fact, I was thinking during the episode. I think he might be the most physically attractive of all of Blanche's boyfriends. Even we never saw Jake with his shirt off. Jake, though. even including Jake, we never saw Jake with his oh, shirt off. You can picture Jake with his shirt off. Trust. I mean, Jake's arms, I know, looked pretty good. Women I don't, love arms. I don't find Stevie attractive. Really? I'm going to be mm. honest. There's something really hot about a dumb one. You know also, what I mean? Also, his name is Stevie. I like that. I think like, it's cute. what is he? Uh, is he like an 80s pop singer? The best thing about... I'm Stevie. The best no, thing about you're Stevie... you're an adult man who wears dresses. Call yourself Steven or Steve. Why does the dresses have to be a part of his name? I don't know. <laughs> the but best thing about Stevie is that after you have sex with Stevie, he's not going to want to have a long conversation about anything. He's literally going to be like, so you want to get eggs? Like literally it's going to be so basic and that's exactly what we want out of Stevie. Are you saying that because he's an athlete? No, I'm saying that because he's dumb. He, he seems dumb. Oh. Yeah. He seems very not... Like very controlled by by Blanche and easily influenced, which means then you can get what you want out of Stevie and then let Stevie fly. All right. Well, um, Blanche has been giving him vitamins, hopefully her B pollen extract vitamins. or whatever he used to take her vitamins, yeah. and lingerie to wear under his uniform Ooh, for batting practice. That kind of gave me a bit of a child. When she I says that, fun. all the women turn and look at her. I know. How exciting. Did you picture Stevie in the lingerie? Well, I wondered if it would restrict his motion. No, because I pictured his... Because she also gave him, like, a bra to wear. I mean, that's Bras fine. Bras are uncomfortable to wear. If, if you're going to do batting practice, at least give him a sports well, bra. If, if you can fill them out, they're uncomfortable. If you can't, they're just a thing around your chest. Yeah, but you still get, like, wire digging into you and, like... Not if it's not tight. And it's... But if it's not tight, it's loose. It's going to fall off. The straps are going to slip. It's... Trust me. You don't want to wear a regular bra when you're... When you're... Batting practice is... Is twisting your torso. Well, I'll be. That's literally. It, it's you could not wear a regular bra for more uncomfortable physical activity. I'll be honest. I was not even thinking about the bra. I was only thinking about how his dick would not fit into the lingerie, and thus on his entire package would sneak out the side there of the you underwear, go. That which too. is hot. But again, for batting practice, we are mm, twisting. Not there. I wear bras every day, so mm -hmm. I know. So do I. No, you don't. Yes, I do. The first thing I do <laughs> when I walk into my apartment is I take it off. I pull it out through my sleeves. I take it off. And then that's it. I'm in for the night. If I've taken my bra off, I am not leaving my apartment again unless it's to go hiking and I'm putting a sports bra on. There was an episode of Oprah once where women were like super surprised <laughs> to find out they've been wearing the wrong bra all these years. And I have a feeling maybe... You could benefit from that. Maybe. 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 So um, so Stevie and Blanche are hanging out. Uh, Blanche tells the women that um, she's coaching him so he can discover the sensuality of baseball. Yes. Because yes. there are many, many, many similarities between baseball and making love. That I agree with. Baseball is the most boring sport to watch on television. All sports are boring to watch. No, I don't think so. If you know what's going on when you watch a football game, I nah. think football's interesting. Nah, football's basketball boring. moves very quickly. Basketball could be basketball's fun. I will say that. Because you you're seeing a ball thrown into a into a net. That's fun. Well, football, you're seeing a ball thrown. Yeah, but not into anything. 
It's just catch and then they stop and then they walk around and then everyone starts talking. There are a lot of starts and, and then stops. They stop. That's boring. I will say that basketball moves quick more quickly. I yeah. think hockey also moves more quickly. The, the men but in basketball. Hard to see the men in basketball are the, so You've got hot. the thing. You can't see the puck. It's so small. They're all just yeah, covered. We, can, we in all agree. No one cares helmets, about hockey. So you can't whatever. But basketball, they're hot and they're tall and basketball is fun to watch and they're fun in the locker room. Anyway, but Blanche <laughs> hands Stevie some lingerie to wear. It does not look like it would fit him. That's it's okay. It's her lingerie. That's what makes it hot. I just feel like it would we're, be so We're approaching this from two different angles. You're actually thinking about the logistics of him playing baseball in it, and I'm only thinking about what he looks like in it. I know. Uh, but anyway, Blanche thinks it's going to be good. Which, that's what Blanche is thinking, too. Her talent is molding men. Molding men. Man. Molding many, many, many men. Many men. Uh, also, there were a few references, like pop culture references in this episode that made me go oh yeah it's the 90s now like Sophia references they reference Bull Durham and Dances with Wolves well to give credit to this Dances with Wolves did just win the Academy Award for Best Picture so that's a thing like that year like earlier that year sure all I'm saying is that and Bull Durham was was a huge film I was very aware oh we're in the 90s now for sure I also love how at the beginning of the episode or somewhere in the episode uh, Dorothy goes, I'm 60 years old. I don't have a curfew or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Blanche or B. Arthur um, actually would be close to 70 when this episode came out. But do you think she could pass as 60? No. Do you think she could pass as 60 in 1991? No. Okay. I think she looked 70 years old. Oh. Which is not to say that's old. No, I mean, I know. you know, I, that's, I just think she looked her age. I don't know because I don't. Reme- like I, I wouldn't know. I mean, I think I wouldn't know what a sixty-year-old woman looked like in sixty-year-old women now is Alice and Janney. Yeah, well, sixty-year-old women now look like forty-five-year-old women yeah. in nineteen eighties. But I think in nineteen ninety-one, we let women sort of look old, and it was you know unfortunate. All right, let's get to Miles and Rose. Oh God, must we? Also, why doesn't she call him Nick? Okay, get off that. That's boring to me. <laughs> That's I've, I, like the whole time I'm like they've they've literally abandoned the storyline of this this his real name and all of these things. They've mm-hmm. literally just like gone on to a different universe now at this point, and it is so annoying that I don't even want to address it anymore. All right, Nick is dead. So <laughs> he gives her a ring, and she's like, "Oh, it's beautiful." And he's like, "The stone goes on top, Rose." And she How flips, awkward. and she's like, "Oh, it's beautiful." I thought that was so sweet of Rose that she sees this thing and she's like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. That tells me it doesn't take much for Rose. Of course. She's not a super course. materialistic person. She doesn't need but a certain amount of But the back and carrots. forth in this episode and in that scene was so awkward because it was like he was calling it a friendship ring and she was confused by the friendship well, ring. Well, he, he tells her it's a friendship ring and then she's like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, maybe more, but it's not an engagement ring. It's like. What is wrong with you? I feel like the whole Charlie storyline that came after this that, about the melons and everything could have been scratched. And it would have been a really interesting storyline if Rose was legitimately sort of questioning whether or not she should get engaged to Miles. That would have been a good episode. That would have been an awesome. And then you could even have that be a part of it. Like, what would Charlie think of me getting mm-hmm. engaged? Like, that would, it would be. would have been nice for. I would have loved to have seen. Rose, the way that when Rose didn't know if she should marry Dr. Jonathan Newman, she fell asleep that night. She had a dream about it, Uh and that kind of dictated her decision. We've never seen Charlie. He's the only 
husband yeah. of the four women that we've never seen yeah. in a flashback or a dream or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would this would have been a great opportunity for Rose to sleep on it in her makeup and then fall asleep that night and have a vivid dream and maybe she doesn't know what to take away from it yeah. and the girls have to help her out. I agree because yeah. what they did give us was and again, love the Golden Girls you know, don't want to fault it, but they, this episode, we can, they, fault. the whole thing with the cantaloupe and stuff, it just, it made Sophia so mean. Well, it made Sophia mean, but it also was just insane. Like, yeah. Okay. Rose, of course, and Charlie have weird things and Rose is weird in so many levels, but like this went into a direction of you made everyone look dumb. A 70-year-old man is giving a friendship ring to a woman he's been dating for, what, four years now? And I think he's wearing B. Arthur's sweater in this scene. Yeah, it's so long we and baggy. We were both like, you, I was looking at it and I was like, huh. And you were like, his sweater's long. And Why does like, it have to be so long? It's like an American Apparel sweater. It was, yeah, it was really, it looks like one of those sweaters where like you don't put it in the dryer, you, you mm, lay it out to dry mm-hmm. and eventually just kind of gets stretched. Yeah. It was a stretch arm strong those. sweater. Those are good house sweaters. Yeah. Because you put it on when you get home when you take your bra off and you're like, oh, yes. I'm so warm now, my and stretchy you know sweater. If he was wearing tight leggings, mm. he 100% could have worn that sweater. He would have been Lena Dunham not. in the first season of Girls. Yeah. 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 Completely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so Rose, after she gets this, I don't know what to call it, ring. Friendship ring. It's a friendship ring. Well... But it's not. He says it's more than that because she goes, I think you're saying you want your ring it's on like, your girl. It's like he's pinning her, like a whole old school pinning. Like it's it, that's sort of the vibe, which I mean, it's yeah. It's like a promise ring. I yeah. don't know. But is that for virgins? I don't know. I don't know. That's so weird. Anyway, then Rose opens the fridge, quickly shuts it, and she goes, <gasps> it's Charlie. Well, there is a funny line. She She's like, oh. And then Dorothy turns and goes, We've told you this before. The light comes on every time. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, and then uh, and then she says. She um, reveals this thing about Charlie would have. Charlie and her had a message mm-hmm. that he would send to her if one of them had died. They would both have a message. Um, and what would that message be? Yes. She says uh, before he died, if they agreed they ever wanted to talk beyond the grave, all the cantaloupe would be on one side of the fruit salad. <sighs> Charlie hated mixed fruit. Yeah. It's also weird. I'm, if I, okay, if, if I were a Reddit page right now and I was going to like drop some crazy conspiracy theories. So Charlie didn't like his fruit touching other fruit. He wanted his fruit separated. Yeah. Also, right before that, there's a joke where Rose says, it's Charlie. He's trying to contact me from beyond the grave. And Dorothy goes, look closer, Rose. It's Mrs. Butterworth, (laughs) which is, I mean, you can argue like maybe a a racist syrup that we should maybe change the packaging of. I don't know. Charlie doesn't want his fruit touching. I don't know, you guys. Is Charlie super racist? Was he a white supremacist? I don't know. What I'm saying is if I were a Reddit page, which I'm not, that might be a conspiracy theory I would try to draw about this episode. I was legitimately confused by where you were going. I know you were. I know. I've had a For a moment, I thought you day. were going into like Charlie didn't like gay people thing, like a I know, fruit salad I said gay fruit. thing, and I, I just, know. and I was, and then I was like, wait, was Mrs. Butterworth a lesbian? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, Does Charlie wear long sweaters? I don't I'm understand. I'm so confused. Um, so I also like to imagine that Rose 
also had some sort of sign for mm-hmm. Charlie if she died first. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, if the pickled herring jar doesn't fart when you open it, <laughs> or like if the cottage cheese curdles three days before the expiration date. Mm. I could see that. Can you think of any more? What would um, roses be? No. Something about the refrigerator. I feel like they would have stayed on theme. If the stinky cheese suddenly turns, like, nice. Mm. Yeah. If it stinks no more. If it stinks no more, that means Charlie's trying to tell her or yeah. she's trying to tell Charlie something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, God. This whole thing, though, she does have this moment where, like, when she sees the melon, she realizes she can't keep Miles or she's torn. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know what to do at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, she she doesn't know what to do. She knows mm-hmm. that Charlie's trying to say something, but she doesn't know what to do. Uh, then later or the next day, whatever, Rose comes into the kitchen. Yeah. And she wants to just see Charlie again. Yeah. And well, because they have this whole thing where, like, she goes back to the refrigerator to see the melons again. And Sophia's sitting there eating a bowl of melons. But I don't know if you noticed this. Because she, Rose cuts herself off when, like, it, sort of at the tail end of her sentence. She opens it and she shuts it and she goes, where's my cantaloupe? Where's my miracle? Yeah. She calls it a miracle. It's like her Jesus and a toast. That break, she says, where's my miracle? Yeah. It's her Jesus and a toast. It, that broke my heart. But again, she almost, like, cuts herself off a little bit when she says it. Um, also, to me, this was karma for the time that Rose ate Blanche's quiche and responsible milkshake mm, and sensible true. shake. Where's my quiche? You know, I once had a miracle <laughs> eating Doritos. I saw Bette Midler's character from Hocus Pocus in the shape of a Dorito once. I can actually see that just because of the color of her hair and the shape of it. But it was like the head was even, like her head was even, like it was a skinny one with like a wide angle. Did you take hair. a picture of it? Angular, is that what I just said? No, I ate it. Um, well, then nobody will believe you. They're going to have to take your word for hey, it. Hey, I was raised Mormon. I'm used to people not <laughs> believing things, but yet saying they were true. Mm. The plates, Joseph Smith. It's a whole. That was oh, a, yeah. That I was only a know deep that because yeah, I've that seen Book of Mormon. That was a deep reference I just did. Um, so, the, but Sophia does have a funny response when Sophia's like, did, you ate my cantaloupe or whatever. And she's like, I'm an old lady. I need fruit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah true. it's true. She needs it. Um, so then... Uh, Blanche comes in and then Rose just sits at the table and she's completely fine with the fact that Sophia's eaten her miracle for the next like 10 minutes. Because the fruit would have gone bad. That's not the point. What are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to seal the fruit? No, make it but last like maybe forever? ask Rose before you eat it. <sighs> Boring. I don't know. I would have <laughs> asked Rose. Or yes. I don't know. Don't you go out every other goddamn day to get a nectarine? Go do that, Sophia. I'm sorry. I know I'm being aggressive, but I'm very upset with what she did in this episode. I thought it was very cruel. It was. I know that I did something similar when I was a kid with Kim and you the did. clown thing. You did. But I never led anyone to believe that someone was speaking beyond the grave. You just almost. I merely took someone's worst fear and I materialized yes. it <laughs> in the worst possible way and let them believe that it was a real thing longer than I should have. I want to meet this person. You were so. So cruel too. She lives in the UK. I pushed her out of the country with my <laughs> with my <laughs> cruelty. Um, so Blanche comes in. Oh. She had a nice night with Stevie, mm-hmm. and she says, uh, "You know what they call athletes, jocks? Isn't that delicious? It, no, isn't that delicious? Isn't that delicious? Yeah, you got to pause. You did it better than me. You got to pause it. Um, 
And then Sophia tells a story about how Dorothy was a cheerleader. No, wait, the school mascot. A bear. A bear. Oh, ma. Oh, that's it. Stop it. Stop it. Do the growl, pussycat. Do it again. Oh, ma. Ah, God, that's it. That's so great. Ma. Her, her B. Arthur's delivery on that yeah. was so good. B. Arthur, in the what I love about B. Arthur in season seven is there isn't very many sort of like activist storylines that she's able to take like she did in the first few seasons. But what she does do really well in this season, she's there's sort of this like Abbott and Costello, Sophia, Dorothy thing that goes on in every episode where all of a sudden they turn into this comedy duo where it's like, take it, Ma. Yeah. You know, and there's it, there's Bring a whole it home, sh- Dorothy. there's a whole yeah. shift. And they did that in this episode, too. And it's it's uh, it is cute to watch, even though, you know, B. Arthur was like, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I will be sitting for this episode <laughs> right right around I it. I hope. Also, I don't want to be in the A or B storylines. <laughs> Write me a runner. And they were like, yes, 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 B. I hope she like went to the producers before the show and she was like, I will stand only in the last scene where I answer the door. <laughs> and I must say process. <laughs> <laughs> that's one. Alaska, that's one for you. Yeah. When she says process. Process. Well, I learned something in the process. In the process. <laughs> she was just she was mentally preparing herself to go back to the theater, which you know she spells correctly yeah. with a T R E. T R E, of course. Um, so there was another in this scene. There was another reminder that oh yeah, we're in the nineties, where um, Sophia says to Dorothy, "You'd much rather have your mother than a healthy sex life, right?" And Dorothy goes, "Right, not." <laughs> That's a Bart Simpson like, thing, right? Oh my god, we're in the nineties. Oh my god, we're in yeah. the nineties. They've mentioned Simpsons before. They have. I don't know. Yeah. Did that originate from the Simpsons? I don't know. I think so. I, I think just so. know it was a thing that we used to say. I mean the Simpsons Not, did a lot. It is, like psych. I think that is a Simpsons thing. Um maybe. Yeah. Guys, let us know. Where did not originate from? Well, and then they all leave the kitchen except for Rose and Sophia. And Sophia. And Rose says, I would give my last cent to hear from Charlie one more time. And then Sophia goes, puts her arms in the air, very much like Whoopi Goldberg from from Ghost mm. a year before. Just uh, a little gas. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little gas. And goes, I forget what she says. What does Wait, she say? Wait, Rose. <laughs> this it's is not very Sophia. It's Charlie. And Rose is like, come on, Sophia, you're full of <gasps> fruit, fruit salad. salad. Also, Sophia's accent sounds more like she's very Brooklyn. Well, because she doesn't take on Charlie's accent, Charlie is using her body. Did you not see Ghost? Well, yeah, but it's not her voice either. Did Whoopi Goldberg change her accent when she became Patrick Swayze? No. No. She was still Whoopi Goldberg. But was her voice noticeably deeper? No. She was just Whoopi Goldberg. Right. Sophia's voice was noticeably deeper. She was trying to do an impression of a male voice. She was doing a bit. Okay. But she's still Sophia. Um, I like to, and Rose is like, uh, tell me something only Charlie and I would know. And she goes, don't take any wooden nickels. (laughs) Funny. Um, And she tells her to give the old lady money. Yeah. Give her 20 bucks. 20 bucks. And then she comes back and she's like, why am I standing? Where am I? When can I have the $20? (laughs) And then Rose goes over to the phone and she calls Miles and she's Mm -hmm. like, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I can't keep the ring. Act break. What Sophia did 
So mean. To get a laugh. So mean. And for like 20 bucks. So mean. So mean. You and her, evil. So mean. Yeah. It's like when you almost murdered your friend. I didn't almost murder my friend. Let's be real. You almost murdered your friend. I didn't almost murder my friend. She's in a different country because of you. So I'm glad (laughs) that Dorothy, when we come back from the act break, when Dorothy finds out what Sophia did... First, she tells her, you're a horrible little person. Wait, no, you have to say, so like, so Rose says whatever that Sophia was, Charlie was in Sophia. And then, so the way B. Arthur delivers this line, she looks and then she sort of looks back at Sophia and goes, you're a horrible little person. As if it's like an almost like comical passing reference. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As if it's just sort of like, not you're evil. No, it's like, you're a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> like she's almost bewildered yeah. that her mother did that. Yeah. And then Sophia thinks it's funny. Yeah. And then this is this is right up there with like withering gecko. She's like, listen, you vindictive little sea monkey. You're going to tell Rose the truth or I'm going to send you back to Shady Pines. Vindictive little sea monkey. Yeah. Like she's called her... So- oh, Sicilian gecko. Yeah. Listen, you Sicilian gecko. <laughs> I... God, I love it. Um, I love it. I love it. Uh, Do you love it, though? I love it! <laughs> I love it. I love it. it. I love 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 it. All right. Let's get to batting <laughs> practice. Oh, my God. I love batting cages. Why? I love batting cages. Because I'm good at it, A. Mm -hmm. B, it's like there's such an adrenaline rush that you get when you hit a ball. C, like it's like an anger thing. Like you hit it and you're just like, I'm not angry anymore. Yeah. Just keep hitting it. And then D, you can go to the concession stand and get snacks. Yeah. What kind of snacks do you like to get? I get licorice. And I get veggie hot dogs if they have it, because East Coast things and West Coast things have those sort of things. And um, sometimes I'll get popcorn, but not so much anymore because I have lots of fake teeth. Uh, and then always a root beer, a Bark's mm. root beer. Always oh, a Bark's root beer. root beer. I miss root beer. I need to have some root beer. It's delicious. Um, Every time outfit. I go to get pizza over here, they give me a free soda, and I'm always like, yeah, I'll have a complimentary root beer. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You sounded like Dana Carvey when you said that, Did doing I? an impression of George Bush. Um, <laughs> what, do we, what do you think about Blanche's baseball outfit? I love it. I love it. I love it. I would wear that if I could and get away with it. I love it. I think it's perfect. I think more people should be batting in Keds, little mini skirts, and an oversized sweater. I think it's... And did she have a fanny pack on too? I don't know if she had a fanny pack on, but her hat, I I liked because, you know... Especially for women with shorter hair, anybody with mm-hmm. shorter hair, you know, if you're going to wear a hat, it's going to like cover your head. Yeah. I like the way, and you could tell they, the wardrobe department probably had to pin it to her hair, yeah. but the baseball cap was simply resting atop her yeah, head. It's perfect. She wasn't wearing it. It's perfect. It was kind of resting there. Yeah. There was so much hair that you could see. I feel like they probably also got a smaller hat. They definitely mm-hmm. custom made that for her. But this is where Stevie is, tells her something that she doesn't want to hear. All this training she's been doing for him, mm-hmm. not going to happen. Why? Because he's taking a job in Tokyo. Yes, a team from Japan made him an offer and to, to baseball play. Baseball is big in Japan. Is it? It's very big. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've never been. I learned that only because of a Tom Selleck movie. Oh, Three Men and a Baby? No, after Three that. Men and a Little Lady. No, after that. One that takes place about him playing a baseball team in Japan. That's all I know about that movie. Oh, Friends, when he dated Monica. Mm, no, 
No, I'm pretty sure it's not that. <laughs> Dr. Richard Burke. Um, yeah, so he's leaving and she's like, leave. she's like, you can't leave me. And then she goes up to the thing and she's like, give me that, that. And, and she, she takes goes, it. I haven't taught you half of what I know. Mm-hmm. And then she hits the ball in a... In a weird direction. You're right. It, did, it was sort of like low and, and to an angle. It was just in an unremarkable way. I wouldn't have hit it like that. It was fine. Look. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Rue McClanahan had, didn't play a lot of baseball. Maybe she did. Maybe that was just her stance. I found the hit to be unremarkable. Regardless, she hit the ball. But her point was made. Her point was made. But she I redeemed how herself when she goes, and I wasn't even wearing underwear. <laughs> I wonder how many times uh, Rue McClanahan had to actually hit the ball. Like, I wonder how many takes they had. Okay, this is the second episode Alexis bothered us. Yeah. But it's not that that. one. It's the one in the kitchen. Why do you have two different Alexas? For like... For like... (sighs) This is like... You might as well just have a roommate who's like walking in... Not just completely unaware that we're recording a podcast right now for thousands of Golden Girls fans. And it's just like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? Do you mind if I watch Rick and Morty? And we're like, yo, bro, we're recording right now. And he's like, oh, sorry. And then sits down next to us and opens a bag of Doritos that look like Winifred from Hocus Pocus and just starts eating them. Alexa, you have to move out. Stop talking. You just keep having a talk back to us. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't know that. Yeah, funny. When I tell you to don't move out, you act like name. I don't speak English. Don't say her name. <laughs> you, you don't robots deserve. Robots have got to get out of this country. You don't country. deserve to say her name. <laughs> anyway, so anyway. Blanche leaves. She goes home and she tells the girls that Stevie is leaving her for Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Which I don't care because I'm not invested in this relationship. Yeah, I mean I'm kind of over it too. But then Rose comes back and Rose is like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And then so and then Dorothy, what Tokyo Rose comes up. How does that come up? Well, uh, oh, Rose says it herself when she's like, uh, "Stevie's or Blanche's whatever is leaving for Tokyo Rose," and then. Rose thinks it's a radio broadcaster. And I looked that up because I didn't know the history of this. Fascinating history. There were groups of women in Japan who would do, like, radio broadcasts um, to, like, confuse the Allied forces or whatever to make... Basically, it was a part of the resistance in Japan against the United States. And it was, like, a big term against, like, evil Japanese people in, like, the 40s or whatever. Oh, wow. And there was even someone who was, like, tried for being the Tokyo Rose, mm. even though there wasn't one Tokyo Rose. Oh, and, goodness. And when she tried to come to the U.S. or something, and then she had a presidential pardon in the 60s, and it was, like, a whole thing. That's, like, the usual suspects, where everybody's like, who is Kaiser Who's Soze? Who's Tokyo Rose? You're there right. There is no Kaiser Soze, but there is a Kaiser Soze. Well, we do, and he's been fired from um, that Netflix show, so thank God. Yes, and I'm glad. I'm glad that he was fired what versus show, them. What's, what's House the of Cards. House of Cards. Yes. I'm glad that he was fired versus them just canceling because the I'm show. Because I'm so excited about uh, what's her name being the president. Robin Wright. She is so cool. This last season, when I watched it, because I watched it on my flight, all like mm-hmm. all the episodes on my way to Israel. Oh my God. She the whole time I was like fuck Kevin Spacey. I don't. Even, I, this was before I knew we mm-hmm. like diddled with little boys. Like, but fuck Kevin Spacey. Like, no, I want Robin Wright in this all the mm-hmm. time. I'm glad they didn't cancel it because 
if you think about uh, a television show, how many people it employs, like how mm-hmm. many cr- mm-hmm. people are a part of that mm-hmm. crew and working actors. It's just nice that they didn't straight up cancel the show. They were like, we're just yeah. going to get rid of the problem and keep all these people employed. Yeah. Good on them. And he became irrelevant anyway in the show. So fuck you. Yeah. Um, so Sophia tells... Rose that she was just playing a joke and she does it she passes it off as if it's just like a jokey thing and then Rose is like how can you be so cruel yeah she says which she, is a really vulnerable place for Rose to get yeah, to yeah I mean but she says you mocked my relationship with Charlie and you ruined my friendship with Miles yeah like the the mocking her relationship with Charlie That's is heavy. the big one yeah it's like this is my dead husband who I thought was talking to me from beyond the grave. Yeah. And you mocked it. I mean, on some level, you can say, like, Rose. I mean, yeah, she took advantage of Rose's sort of, like, naivete. But on another level, it's like, you know, Charlie wasn't talking to you from the grave. But that said, right. that said, like, but, yeah, it was really mean what Sophia did. Yes. It was very mean. and that, But then later that night, Rose kind of, like, reunites with Sophia and... Sophia's just like kind of apologizes, whatever. And she was like, look, what, you know, what do you think Charlie would, would actually say Mm -hmm. if you were able to talk to him? And Rose is like that Miles can love me in a way that Charlie can't right now. Exactly. I wish that she'd been able to come to that conclusion in another way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because she should have. That's what's supposed to redeem what Sophia did is like, well, but here's some real advice. Yeah. I'm like, like what if Miles didn't take her back and you just ruined that relationship? Yeah. I don't know. True. Um, but then that said, maybe that relationship should be ruined because a 70 year old man's giving you a fucking friendship. Break. I know. Yeah. So then Miles comes over and he is like ticked. Yeah. And part of me, well, again, he's I know, not like, ang- cause he, he no, gets over it real quick. I know, but he comes over and he's like, cause she's like, I, I want to, you know, I, I invited him over cause I wanted to explain things. He comes over and he's kind of like, hello, Rose. Okay. And I'm like, he walks right in. You lied to her. I know you don't want me to go there, but I'm like, you lied to her about being in the witness protection program. You almost got her and her friends killed if it weren't for Barbara, a cop in a dress with a gun. <laughs> like a very cute dress. A very cute dress. Yeah. So basically, what you have here is like a crossing guard situation. Oh, wasn't she good in that episode? <laughs> with that little tiny gun. Um, a little tiny with that gun. Little teeny tiny water teeny, pistol. Teeny tiny gun. Um. But anyway, he's pissed, whatever. And and Rose is like, look, I was, you know, maybe scared of commitment. Yeah. And uh, uh, and even though it's it it's still not, it's still not labeled as anything. Mm-hmm. It's like she puts the ring on. Yeah. But it's like, what does this mean? We're yeah. Just what does any dating? of it mean at this point? But there is a cute moment where he's like, he's like. Like talking about the ring is in his pocket, and he's oh, like, where it's, he it's wants right her to touch pocket. his dick through yeah, his pants. That's cute. That's cute. And then seeing <laughs> Sophia's sort of like smirk at that is really cute. Yeah, super cute. Um, and then they they're gonna go watch that romantic cruise that leaves from the pier at mm-hmm. six p.m. Mm-hmm. At least he Miles as a character is consistent with his uh, cheap idea for dates. Yes, because at the beginning of the episode they came home from shopping for bait. But that was all Rose's that doing. I know that was Rose wanted to do that. I know. Yeah, I just she just deserves better. I understand that she can that that it doesn't take much to like make her happy or bring her enjoyment, but. Like, just take her on the cruise, Miles. Yeah, exactly. Take, take her on the cruise, take Nick. Take her on the cruise. Take her on the cruise, Nick. So they leave, and Dorothy comes out, and she hands the letter that she finished writing to Pa, but it's addressed to Ma. Yes. In the process. In the process. <laughs> um, 
She said that she never really, she realized that she never really told Pops that she loved him. Yeah. So she wants to make sure she says it to Sophia. And I put my anger in my back pocket for a second with Mm -hmm. Sophia. Um, Sophia reads the letter and it says, Dear Ma, thanks for giving me life and thanks for making it good. Mm. I love you. So sweet. And she's like, I love you too. And I'm glad you're my mom. And then Sophia goes, and I'm glad you're my baby. I know. And I'm getting goosebumps even just saying it again. There, I don't. It, there, there's something. I'm glad they didn't so end on that sweet. cheesiness, though. I'm glad. I'm glad they let the yes. joke ride out because, like, I would have been really pissed if they ended on that. Well, they had to wrap up Blanche's story, of course. But okay, now I'm going to take my anger back out of my pocket. Um, okay, we'll move on. So then, well, um, no. So then the doorbell rings, and then doorbell. Dorothy. Dorothy says something really funny. She's like, "It's probably the Schmaltz police," which is like because it's so it's beginning so cheesy oh, this moment. Yeah. And so she goes to the door to to get them. What we see then is Stevie in a full on horrible dress. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he is a baseball player, so I guess it needed to be airy, in which that dress was. Well, very agile. I, I don't think he's playing baseball in that. I mean, he can't because legal, like he just wouldn't be able to like regulations and whatnot. I I feel like it was more like. For him, it was like, oh, I'm playing better when I'm wearing clothing like this. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe he tried to get a dress that replicated the feeling of a camisole. And I then the pearls and the, the heels and the I mean, tights were just... To be completely like like empathetic to this man's, um, or this person's, I should say, journey. Uh, like, this person either is probably not trans. He just... He probably identifies as a male, and he feels comfortable mm-hmm. wearing. Um, so he's a what is it? What there's a there's a is it not as cross dresser? It's a different term. Well, whatever. He enjoys wearing female gendered clothes that are societally known as female, and so in wearing those, he feels more complete as a person, and that is what he's coming over to tell Blanche that Blanche was the catalyst that led him to be able to have this discovery. Yes. I was trying to look up what the other... I couldn't find it. Is it transvestite? I think it's transvestite. Oh, maybe. I just found a website called askthegay.com, and it says, oh. what's the difference between transsexual, transgender, transvestite, cross-dressing? Um, let's, not, let's not go to that website. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway... No offense if you're listening. Uh, Dorothy calls for Blanche, who is wearing... This gorgeous white sweater and hot pink pants. Wait. Yeah. 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 Wait, is it the other way around? Is it a hot pink sweater? Nope. It's a white sweater and hot pink pants. So good. She looked so good. Kind of a reverse of her last outfit. Yes. She was wearing a white skirt and a pink sweater at batting practice and a hat that didn't match it, but that's fine. Blanche, you do you. Um, Uh... And uh, Stevie says... And she is taken aback. She's taken aback. Stevie, I like that he's a little out of breath Mm -hmm. (laughs) while he's at the door. Um, But he says for the first time in his life, he's batting 310 and he likes himself. Which is so sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also tells Blanche that he's not going to Japan. Yeah. Because with Blanche coaching him, he he can can make the big big leagues. So I'm assuming... If he's going to stay in Florida, the Marlins. That's the other thing. If you're going to make the big leagues... You could still, there's still a really good chance you could yeah. get on a team in another state. Yeah. 
I'm just saying. But if they have Sprint, it would be free um, national calls. We learned that oh. in an earlier episode with yeah. Dorothy. <laughs> but real, is Blanche going to want to do a long-distance relationship? Probably not. No. 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 It wouldn't be exclusive. But uh, she, she, I mean, he asked, is it the dress? When Blanche is like, I can't, I can't, Stevie. She's like, no, it's not the dress. It's You were ready you were, to write me off. You were ready to ditch me when you were going to Tokyo. No, Stevie, I can't, I can't. She, she literally pushes him out the door. And Dorothy and Sophia are sitting on the couch. And there's a quiet moment where, where Blanche walks over to the hallway and she does her famous hallway reveal. We see this in so many episodes. Where Blanche's stops, hallway reveal where she stops, turns, turns around and says, it was the dress. Da, 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 da. And Sophia has this like smirk where she's like, oh, these, it's so fun living here. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. <laughs> but I'm having so much fun with my babies. I'm cruel. I'm a little gay. I person. do wonder if they wrote I don't know, but I do wonder if they wrote that Dorothy story for like, if we're feeling, if we're upset with Sophia, because what she did was terrible. And aside from saying sorry and giving Rose a piece of advice that literally anyone could have given her, mm-hmm. um, that she could have gotten off the back of like a cereal box. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have Dorothy kind of like nudging us and reinforcing us to love Sophia by yeah. going, I love you, Ma. I'm so you're a good mom. So glad to be your daughter. It's mm-hmm. like, see audience, we should mm-hmm. love Sophia. I don't know. We should love Sophia. She just has these lapses in in judgment. I know. That hey, are- earlier today I did a live Twitch for IMDB and I was asked if you what I Golden Girl do you like most identify with? And I said Sophia, not knowing mm-hmm. we were gonna but you know, I, again I do that clown stuff. Yeah. I, I torture my friends. So may, I am Sophia. Maybe that's why I had such an emotional reaction. You to and my friend this Michael episode. both Sophia's. Not many people will admit to being Sophia. Mm-hmm. It's a rare thing. I am that vindictive little monkey. You are. And I love you. You're my baby. I am that Sicilian gecko. You're that Sicilian gecko. I am that withered. What is it? She's a withered something. Is it a withered Sicilian gecko? I forget. She's withered. Well, my golden takeaway from this episode is I think more um, people who identify as male or men or the societally male sort of fashion trends should wear more lingerie. I think that's a thing that we need. Well, and then let me go deeper. And I think we need to just push them off. I think, sorry, Frazier's attacking Carrie now, guys. He's hitting me on the back. Because he wants you to play. We're recording a... Look, Frazier, you are the roommate who comes in (laughs) while we're recording and opens a bag of chips and says, can I watch Rick and Morty? The thing is, Can't you see we're busy? You're so scared of him. You're you're ignoring him. And then he like wants more of you. You have to push him off. Just push him off. No, I'm not going to push him. He That's animal hurt. cruelty. It is not. It's a cat. Push him off. No. Push him. Okay. Um, no, I think that we should take gender out of clothes completely. Oh, I agree. And we should just let clothes be clothed, let fashion be fashion, mm-hmm. and stop saying what Stevie is wearing is a female item, when in reality, it is just an article of clothing that makes this individual feel good about themselves. Mic drop. I'm not actually dropping it because it's expensive, so I'll do this. I agree with you 100% on that. Thank you. Um, my golden takeaway is, and this might be a little controversial, mm-hmm. 
when it comes to melons, mm. choose honeydew over cantaloupe. It's better. I'm sorry. Mm, I don't really have a preference. Honeydew or I mean, honey I don't. don't. I think they're I mean I think they're similar, sure, in like appearance. Except for the color, but like in shape and everything, they're they're similar in appearance. Well, I mean, but honeydew is green. Yes. Light green. A very light, gentle green. Honeydew is just sweeter. But they have the same aesthetic. Yeah, on the outside, yeah. kind of. Yeah, a little bit. But I think honeydew melon, I think cantaloupe can be a little bit more dense in mm. its um, texture. Yeah. And I think uh, honeydew is lighter and crispier and sweeter. Well, see, I would get rid of honeydew and cantaloupe any day for what? A watermelon. Yes. Well, you would actually say that they should all, like, we shouldn't be just, they should all just be called melons, right? That we shouldn't, Mm. I guess I'm trying to piggyback off of what you said about clothing, but I I don't actually think it makes sense now that I'm saying that. No, I think they're very different. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're very different. Um, Melons and and clothing. Not the same thing. (laughs) Um, But I do think that we should uh, push watermelons on more people. Mm, I do like watermelon. Mm, I love a watermelon. Can we talk about how seedless watermelon isn't actually seedless? Because those, I'm sorry, I feel like the clear, smaller seeds are actually harder to get out of the watermelon. Like they're more of a pain Mm. in the ass to deal with than those bigger black seeds. Because those seeds, they're easy to like pop right out. The small, thin ones. And they're kind of fun. Yeah, and they're fun. You just spit it out. (laughs) But the other ones. Especially if you're with friends and you're like, I just spit a seed at you. And then your friend's like, why would you do that? You've been there. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe maybe our, our goals for, I don't know, 2020, in addition to other things, are like make seedless watermelons truly seedless. Oh, I just got what you did. 2020, mm. I was like, um, it's 2018. Why are you jumping so far ahead? Yeah. Or you were like 2020, the television program? Yeah. Oh, God. 2020 with Barbara Watters and Who Downs. <laughs> Push them off. I'm not, no. Oh, God, okay. guys, this is it. This is guys, it. We're done. The next episode we will be watching is Motherload, where Blanche dates a newscaster with an overbearing mommy. You know, that's also the name of a gay bar in West Hollywood. It is? Yeah. Oh. We should go there and interview people about this episode. How many people do you think there, if we were to go, what do you think about the Motherload episode of The Golden Girls? What percentage do you think would know well, exactly what Well, I don't think most people, you can about. just say the name of an episode and they're going to get it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you can do that. I think you have to give the premise and then they're going to sure. probably get yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. That's that. Maybe we'll do that. That's that. Guys, this has been Out on the Lanai. Welcome back. You were thinking, <laughs> Welcome maybe. Welcome back. <laughs> You can go to outonthelanai.com to learn more about the podcast. We're on social media, on Twitter, at Golden Girls Pod. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. If you guys want to make a donation to the podcast, you can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate, where you can set up a one-time donation or a monthly donation through Patreon. Where can people find you? They can find me at H. Allen Scott on everything. I like where you're, you, you can't, you close your eyes. Everything. I like where you went with that. <laughs> oh, um, and I'm also going to be in, um, President's Day weekend in New Jersey, in Princeton, New Jersey ooh. at this, this, um, Lamoud to Jew thing. Uh, but you can come see it cause I'll be performing. Awesome. I'll post details. You'll post it. But okay. I'll be coming to New Jersey. Coming to New Jersey when she comes. When she comes. That's me. I'm the she and I'm a coming. 
Let's not sing anymore, though, because we'll have Let's to pay not, for it. Yeah. Uh, I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter, Squidzy on Instagram, and you guys can watch me on the IMDb show. If you go to imdb.com slash show, all of our episodes are there. If you guys are watching them, if you could rate, click the little star button and rate the episodes or rate the show as a whole, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. That would be. Oh, and then maybe go to iTunes and give us a rating on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't ask for two things in one episode, I guess. You should. I am. You should ask for everything because it's the power of the secret. If you put it out into the world and you manifest it, it will happen. Like okay. right now, I'm manifesting that we're going to close the podcast because I'm hungry. Yeah, same. And, and I think that's what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Stay golden. It's See, true. it happened. Wow, Oprah was right. I was a mile, a mile, a mile.